I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks for tuning in to Inside Cajun Nation. Tonight, Cajun soccer starts conference play. Cajun volleyball has some home games, but first, Cajun football. Louisiana fell to Old Dominion last week 38-31. They continue on the road, this time in Birmingham, Alabama against UAB. Running back Draylon Washington, wide receiver Rob Thomas, right tackle George Jackson out for this contest. In the game, starting quarterback Ben Woolridge, he left it after hurting his foot in the first quarter. Cajun's first offensive series, Zeon Chris would relieve him. Scoreless in the second quarter after a lengthy weather delay. Jacob Cabote, there he goes, breaking through the hole, breaks to daylight, a 30-yard burst to the house. Next drive, Blazers at the Cajun 13. Tyler Guidry, a pick in the end zone, ending that drive. The very next play, Chris would keep it and he would cash in. An 80-yard gallop all the way through to the house for the touchdown. Cage is the first two touchdowns of the game. Then with less than a minute to go in the half, Chris, another keeper, another touchdown. Louisiana nearly ran for 200 yards in the first half. Third quarter, Cajun's up 27-3. Chris, his first touchdown pass. Terrence Carter would catch it and score. Chris had 174 yards passing, 103 yards rushing, three total scores. Chandler Fields would take over in the fourth quarter. He would then hand off to Elijah Davis, who would take it in for the score. Cajuns rush for 305 yards. They bounce back big and win 41-21. We challenged them, and that's what they do when they're challenged. And, you know, I know we have a chance to have a good team. You know, and every time you hit a bump in the road, everybody wants to hit the panic button. But that's just not how it works, you know. I mean, you go back to work, and you work really hard, and you come back, and you play better. And, you know, I was so proud of our team tonight. You know, we were down three starters on offense going into it. Um, you know, unfortunately, you lose Ben in the first series, um, and those guys just played for each other. You know, Zion is, is a special player. He, he's unique, and, you know, we've been knowing that. Um, you know, there are certain things that, you know, you design some things for him maybe that you didn't do with Ben, but there's a lot of things with Ben that you could do. You could put so much on his plate that we'll have to, we'll have to do some things a little bit differently, but the kid's got so much ability. Our defense, you know, we, we are a sum of the parts defense, you know, and I, we've got really good parts, but we feed off of each other, you know, and we roll those guys in on the defensive line. I mean, you got some guys with a lot of ability. And like I said, this this matchup with their offense, which I think is a really good offense, suits us a little bit better than last week. Um, it allowed us to do things that we are used to doing. Up next for Louisiana, the Buffalo Bulls. They'll come to Cajun Fields Saturday night. Kickoff is at 6.30 and will air on ESPN+. Cajun soccer team started Sunbelt Conference play today. Head coach Chris McBride explains if there's any large significance of starting 1-0 in SBC play. Our goal this year after last season is that we want to make the conference tournament. So we can't put all our eggs in one basket and think that we have to go out and win on Sunday, right? We, we can't think about that. We have to think about the things that are going to get us to the point where we do win. Are we doing the correct actions prior to that lead us to opportunities to go and create chances that stop the opponent having chances? So if we go in in our mindsets only to win the game, I think we're going to be our own, own worst enemy on Sunday. It's a long season. 
we don't play everyone in the conference, so every year it's a select group of people. We want to make sure that we do the best that we can to make some points to maximise our opportunity to get to the postseason, and that's our goal. So it's important to go off to a good start, but we can't look past of how successful Texas State were last year, how well they've done this year, um, and we will be making sure that we're doing everything right in the build-up to get to to present ourselves with better opportunities in the game. And so the Cajuns were in San Marcos to play the aforementioned Texas State. 48th minute, Maddie Sumer gets one by and breaks the scoreless deadlock. It's one nothing. Bobcats, her third goal of the season. Then 57 minutes on the clock, Texas State, they look to score again. The first Bobcat shot, it ends up being short. It misses. The second one does go through. Zoe Jr. scores her third of the year. Texas State wins 3-0. It's been a bit since Cajun Volleyball has played at Earl K. Long Gym. Their last exhibition, was, last one was an exhibition against all, uh, Tulane last month. Team enters their home opener at 6-5. and five. They had three games to play in the Sawyer Camillo Memorial Classic. Head coach Christy Gray ready to enjoy some home cooking. We've been in our gym. Yesterday was the second time in three weeks that we've been able to practice in our own gym and really pinpoint and focus on the things that we need to work on based off of how the last few weeks of preseason have gone. And so that's going to be huge in itself is just getting back in our gym um, and working on those. But then to be able to play in front of our home crowd, you know, we've it's hard. It's, I say it's hard. It's different being on the road versus being in front of your home crowd. And so being able to play three matches this weekend, Thursday through Saturday, is going to be big for us. Louisiana took on Nichols Thursday first set. Nichols is up by one, and then Maya Wilson, Cami Hicks combine on the block to, for the tie. Cajuns would win the first set. Second set, Louisiana up by five. Celeste Darling helps Louisiana go up by six. They would win that set. Fourth set, Cajuns up two sets to one. Kara Barnes would provide an emphatic kill for the win. Cajuns would win this one in four sets. The next day, Louisiana played New Orleans. They were down a set, but up nine in the second set. Maya Wilson takes care of that one. Cajuns win set two. Then set three, Cajuns up by two. Cammie Hicks would end up getting the point. Louisiana would end up winning that set as well. Match point for the Cajuns. The privateer block of Darling would end up go out of bounds. Cajuns win in four sets. They wrapped up the Sawyer Camillo Memorial Classic against Prairie View A&M. Cajuns men's and women's basketball players in attendance. First set, Louisiana up 7-5. Kara Barnes would deliver the kill. Cajuns would win the set. Set two, after quite a long rally, Shire Richardson would get the point. Another set win for Louisiana. Cajuns look to close out the Panthers, who staved off nine straight match points. In the end, Nia Walker's return would end up going wide. Cajuns would get the sweep win all three of their games at the Sawyer Camillo Memorial Classic. More Cajun Nation ahead. News Tense Gerald Grunick stops by former Cajun Shane Vallow's spot. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back. Former Cajun footballer Shane Vallow has been cooking things up at Shane's famous Quesadilla Burgers. Nuisance Gerald Grunick played, paid him a visit, rather, in this week's Acadiana Eats. 
803 West Pinhook in Lafayette. Right across the street from the Petroleum Club. Man, I think we got some of the best food in Lafayette. The home of Shane's famous quesadilla burgers. Loaded fries, duck wontons, some gator balls, some fried pickles. We got all kind of stuff, man. We got the onion ring. Don't forget about the onion rings. Shane's famous quesadilla burgers, owned and operated by former Louisiana Raging Cajun offensive lineman Shane Vallow. Walked on at UL, got put on scholarship, started there for three years, won a conference championship. Vallow's unique and delicious food being cooked to order for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Lafayette needs a spot like this, so I took everything that I crave as being an offensive lineman and I just put it on the menu, man. Today on Acadiana Eats, Shane showing me how he puts together his pizza box fries and his Shane-O-Mac burger. Acadiana Eats this week on West Pin Hook, baby. Yeah, you're right, at Shane's famous quesadilla burgers. Ready to get in the back and see what's happening. Acadiana Eats, let's go. The pizza box starts with seasoned fries. The fries are then topped with hot honey shrimp and chicken, crawfish queso, and finally, barbecue ranch. I'm going in, baby. Let's go to that pizza box. Ooh. If I had to pick one, you know your boy's rocking with the crawfish queso, but you cannot go wrong. This box, baby, that's a heavy hitter, man. I'm telling you, John, this got your name on it, bro. I see you smiling. You know the vibes, baby. That's a real deal. Come on. Shane Shanomac Burger is a cheddar toasted tortilla, and that's good sauce. Then comes bacon, two burger patties, homemade mac and cheese, and more sauce. Your boy Shane throwing it down. The Prada Como, let's go, baby. These quesadilla burgers are Shanomac with the drip. Okay. Ha. Ooh, fire. I had no idea just how well that melted cheese on that tortilla with the burger and the mac would hit, bro. I'm telling y'all, I haven't felt this way about a food item on a Acadiana Eats in a long, long time. It's happening, bro. That's special. That's all I can say, John. We done, baby. That thing's nice. All right, Acadiana, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Acadiana Eats at Shane's Famous Quesadilla Burgers on Pinhook in Lafayette. If you haven't been, just know you got to get here. Maybe my boy Shane throwing it down. That's going to do it for us. So until next time, Allah Marge, Acadiana. After the break, Dr. Brian Magger talks Cajun athletics. You're watching Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome into Cajun Nation. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for staying up with us. Join us. We're honored to have our special guest this week. It's Dr. Brian Maggard, the head of the University of Louisiana Athletics and uh, Athletics Director. And uh, Dr. Maggard, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you and uh, always look forward to chatting with you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Let, let's talk about this. Uh, the fall season's kind of kicked off. Mm -hmm. uh, everything was so successful a year ago. Uh, the expectations always continue to rise. You guys have done a phenomenal job of, of kind of uh, setting the bar at a high level. Uh, talk about the, the excitement for, for fall and, and what's coming up. Yeah, I think, first of all, we've gotten off to a great start, you know, between football, volleyball, and women's soccer. Um, you know, I had a volleyball team who beat number 18, Rice, uh, swept them in Houston. We had our soccer team get off to the best start in program history, and certainly football um, is off to the great start. So. I think it's just, you know, the fall sports time is around us and you can feel a vibe in the air no matter where you're at, I think. And certainly we saw a great turnout last week at our first home football game. And I think people are just excited to get out and about and uh, take in some college athletics. 
Ready for a little cooler temperatures. Great move by okay. going 730 to uh, <laughs> to beat the heat, so yeah. to speak, uh, against Northwestern State. Yeah, that, I think that helped. Um, yeah. You know, we just was most concerned about that direct sun on our fan base. And as it turned out, you know, we had that lightning delay at 7 p.m. Mm. So it was really nice to not have started at 630, had to have stopped and right. then go on. So really, at the end of the day, it only cost us about 15 minutes. Um, but no, I think it all worked out very well. We had a great crowd and appreciate the fan support. One of the, the, you know, kind of the staples of your job is to kind of continually look ahead and, and see what, what's good for the, for the university athletically and, you know, putting the schedule together and things of that nature. And I've told Coach Des this. I think this year's schedule really bodes well. I might have to told you that as yeah. well. But I, I like the way this schedule sets up. I think there's a lot of opportunity for success when we're talking about football. Right. I don't think there's any question about that. I think the non-conference schedule is tough enough to really test us. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have to play well to win these games. We know that. And, uh, but you've got a premier brand in Buffalo coming to Lafayette, Louisiana, and then we go to Minnesota. And that's a game that we think we can be competitive in, as if not go out there and win. And that's, mm -hmm. that's going to be our, our uh, aspiration to do that. So I think to your point, uh, it is set up nicely, but we are going to have to execute. We're going to have to play well. But I think the talent is there. We've got a good team. They're still young, but they're very athletic and they're very hardworking. Uh, look, I, I know uh, it's year two for Coach Dez. Are, are you impressed with, with the way he handles himself? I, I really kind of yeah. am. I, I, I've known him as a high school coach. I, co I covered him in high school football yeah. when he played at Catholic High. I, I, I am kind of impressed with mm -hmm. his character and the way he handles himself. Yeah, there's no doubt. Mike Desimo is a man of high character and high integrity, and his coaching leadership has impressed me really even more than what I thought it would be. Uh, I had very high expectations for him. Obviously, I do. He has for himself. But uh, his coaching leadership last year in particular showed me a lot about him as a man. Uh, and uh, I look forward to the future with Mike Desimo. He's going to do some great things. Since we're talking football, I, I want to ask you about this because there's, a, there's all kinds of change going on in college football right now. When you look at the landscape of, of what's happening in college football mm -hmm. with regards to the pack two now, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it's just, it, it's just kind of really who knows what's happening. How do you maneuver through that? And, and what is the, what's the plan for the Cajuns uh, kind of moving forward and yeah. the Sun Belt in general? Well, I think, you know, the Pac-12 change caught everybody off guard yeah. and it happened so fast, right? It was like almost overnight right. you had a Power Five conference decimate. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Sun Belt Conference uh, is well positioned. You know, we feel very good about where we are as both a university and a conference within the Sun Belt. And, um, you know, I think we're just happy to be where we're at. We're, um, we feel like we've got a great competitive conference that is very regionally uh, designed. And we look forward to finding ways to continue to dominate this conference and make sure that we are positioned to have great success in all of our sport programs. And, and when you look at it, I mean, the Sun Belt really has been a, uh, it's not a power five, but it is a conference that has steadily grown over the years. And, and, and in this turmoil really has kind of been a steady ship. I think so. You know, yeah. we have absolutely over the past five years, let's say, I think the yeah. Sun Belt has really elevated you know, it's um, perception and, and really who it and we are as a conference. And I think most of that's been driven by the sport of football. We know that. And uh, we just want to make sure that as a conference, 14 institutions coming together, that one, you know, we stay together, but two, that we continue to invest in our athletic programs to continue to elevate our prowess.
Good stuff. That's uh, Dr. Brian Maggard. He's going to stick around. He's going to join us uh, for another uh, segment as we roll on here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back in 90 seconds on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, Dr. Brian Maggard, the University of Louisiana Athletics Director, joining us uh, for a little conversation and had a chance to talk a little football. Um, some of the, I, I'm, I'm really impressed too with the volleyball program, the way, the way they started the season. You, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but uh, then they go to Texas Tech and, and, mm -hmm. and play well there as well. Right, you know, Coach Gray, you know, is in year three of this program and she's really finally starting, I think, get her system in place. Um, she's worked very hard, you know, on the recruiting trail, her and her staff, and I think we're starting to see the fruits of that labor. Uh, but it does take time, and we know that. Uh, but to your point, they seem to be a much more competitive team, both on defense and offense. Mm -hmm. I remember her telling us that, you know, going into the season, she felt very good about the defensive side of, of their team, but their offense has really performed well as well. And going into a place like Rice and sweeping, you know, the number 18 team in America, you know, is no small feat. That's the first time we've done that in 10 years. Yeah, that's impressive, no doubt about it. Uh, let's talk about some basketball, because uh, quite successful a year ago, and just recently, Coach Bob Moreland got an extension, mm -hmm. and, and uh, just talk about that decision and what, what went into that. Obviously, uh, he, he, uh, he earned that. <laughs> right, you know, there's no doubt. I mean, anytime we win a conference championship, you know, we, we want to reward that success. Mm -hmm. And over a course of time, you know, Bob has really proven himself. He's a fine basketball coach and a, and a great man. And, um, you know, it's just a situation where we felt very good and comfortable, you know, with his coaching leadership as well. He runs a very clean program. You know, he's averaging, you know, I think it's a, a conference championship every four years right now. And the thing about basketball in the Sun Belt is there's not a lot of parity. I mean, there's teams are even across that board. And, yeah. you know, we continue to find ways to give ourselves the, the upper edge, if you will, but um, very proud of what Coach has accomplished during his time here, and we look forward to continue to support him and his staff and that program to find ways to win more championships. And I think I, I, Gary Broadhead's done a, done a, 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 an, a, a yeoman's, jo a yeoman's yes. effort job, if you will, uh, in, in creating a program that's established success and kind of mm -hmm. trying to keep that success yeah. as well. Yeah, that's another program. You know, Coach Broadhead, in my opinion, is a staple, you know, in this yeah. in this uh, community, in this culture, sure. right? He's a, he's a Cajun through and through. Right, and, right. and, you know, I believe he's the winningest coach in women's basketball program history for yeah. us right now. And um, he continues to, to work very hard day in and day out to find ways to elevate that program as well. And so, I, again, I look forward to, you know, watching his success. Um, that's a team. I really encourage our community to come out and support them. Um, they're a team that plays extremely hard, very gritty on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he's hired uh, some new coaches over the past couple of years to elevate that offensive play a little bit even more. And uh, I look forward to his, uh, his run in the Sun Belt this year. I think we're going to make some noise. Yeah, I, I always enjoy uh, talking to him and did not realize that he was a, he was a farmer before he yeah, was that's a coach. Right. And no, no doubt. So I did yeah. a story with him last year about that. So very impressed with that. And, uh, and I'd been here a while. I, I, when he told me yeah. that, I was like, what? He's got, he, he and his family have a lot of history in this yeah, area. Right, for sure. correct, correct. Um, when, you, when you look at the landscape of, of the Cajuns, I mean, you've done a phenomenal job as, as kind of elevating the expectation level. 
Um, where do you see this program kind of moving forward in, in, yeah. in what, I guess, uh, everybody says five years, but yeah. uh, in, the, in the near future? Yeah, let's take the next five to seven years. Yeah. I, I think that's a decent time frame in this industry to, to allow ourselves to have the time to, to move the needle, so to speak. I think first and foremost, you're going to see an elevation in our facilities, right? And uh, although we have some fantastic ones in, in place already with Russo Park and Lampson Park and, and the Student Athlete Performance Center, yeah. the Cajun Dome, you know, we're in really good shape. But obviously, we know that uh, Cajun Field, really Lord Stadium, Our Lady of Lord Stadium, uh, our tennis complex, um, you know, and, and the baseball clubhouse, right? We have a baseball clubhouse that we really need to cap off. The, the Russo Park design, sure. if you will. Um, I think you're going to see a, a concerted effort on all three of those fronts to make sure that we uh, get those facilities where they need to be. And then we just want to continue to elevate our profile uh, in the space of winning. We need to win, you know, and continue to win. We've done a good job of that, I think, but we can do better. We want to do better. And when you talk about elevating and, and moving that needle, so to speak, we don't know exactly where it's going to land right now with all of this landscape change that you mentioned sure, yeah. uh, in college football right. per se, but you know, my hope is that if the college football playoff system allows more teams to hit that playoff, being positioned in the Sun Belt Conference, a, a prime football conference, if we can find ways to win that year in and year out, or at least consistently, right? I think we have a chance to make one of those 12 playoff spots. You know, if it stays at 12, yeah, right? Sure. Even if it goes down to eight, I think we might have an opportunity depending on how they allocate those spots. But um, so I think, you know, continuing to elevate our profile at the national level, something we want to do. We want to finish, you know, these facility upgrades that we have. George, I think once we do that, you know, we're just going to continue to continue to rise, you know, in the space of college athletics. Yeah, I'm, look I'm looking forward to to seeing the to kind of the renovation and the and yeah. the upgrade of uh, of Cajun Field yeah. as well, that, I think a lot of fans that that's kind of there on the top of their it mind. Is. And it should so, be, it should yeah, be because yeah. it's been talked about for a long time. Right, and, right. and look, there's nobody more impatient than me. But um, <laughs> okay. you know, good to know. Everything everything <laughs> happens yeah. when it's supposed to happen, and um, I'm very excited that you know if and when we roll this this out, I think our community is going to be very excited about it. But I think it's going to be something they're going to be very proud of. Because of that, I think that uh, that stadium is going to be a staple, not only in our community, but in Acadiana and for Acadiana. And uh, when we get there, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to share, you know, with, with everybody, not just locally, but nationally. Because when you do roll things like that out nationally, again, that continues to put the spotlight on you. It continues to elevate your profile. And that's what we want to keep doing. And you, there's a way to do that. I mean, obviously, you have the RCAF, and, mm -hmm. and people can can continually to uh, be a part of that and where do they need to go to do stuff like you that? You know, if you just go to RagingCajuns.com, yeah. you know, you look up top, click on RCAF. We've made it very simple. We've really done an overhaul on our website. You know, that's an easy access point. Certainly, you know, with mobile phones these days, right. you can do the same thing. But look, you know, we've always talked about this whenever we're together. You know, the, a, a key to our success, right, is engagement. You know, we need this community to engage with us. We need to engage with our community. We know that. and so. The two easiest ways to do that is to attend our events. So it's either buying season tickets or single game tickets and supporting us through the RCAF. For as little as $50 a year, you can be an RCAF member. And um, that's like $4.17 a month on a recurring credit card charge. Yeah. And we'll take that. Um, but I think that's how we get people engaged. And uh, that, that, those types of investments multiplied by thousands 
Can that's change. a difference maker. Yeah, and um, But we want to do that, but at the same time, we know we have to engage back. We want to make sure that whether it's our student athletes, giving back to the community and our coaches and staff, you know, for three years running now, we've led the Sunbelt Conference in student-athlete community service hours. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a testament to our student-athletes and our coaches getting out and volunteering their time in this community. And so we know that's a way for us to engage. At the same time, we want to make sure that we provide a great customer experience. That's something that we, you know, we pay attention to every single event. And after an event, we quality control it to make sure, you know, we're correcting the things that we may not have gotten right. Right. Dr. Magnet, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, always a pleasure to chat with you. And uh, thank you guys for staying up with us and, and uh, being a part of Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.